The Loose Cannons Podcast is a free-form discussion about film that contains mature language, such as poop and titty, and descriptions of mature situations, such as filing taxes and raising children. We do not have any concern for spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film or films we are discussing and don't want to have the twists ruined for you, please watch the film before listening to the podcast. He's a Batman. So you're fast. That feels like an oversimplification. I'm putting together a team. People with special abilities. You see, I believe enemies are coming. Stop right there. I'm in. You are? Yeah. I I need friends. Hey everyone. It's another Loose Cannons podcast coming at ya. Finger guns a blazing. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing 2017's Justice League, directed by Zack Snyder. And uh, joining us today in place of Ilya is your favorite, fan favorite, Mitchell. I sure hope so. I better be the fan favorite by now. (laughs) Hello, Mitchell. Hello. Happy to be back to talk about my favorite movie of the year <laughs> but uh hey before we do that <laughs> let's do this it's a little segment we like to call heralds and denouncements yeah so i want to denounce a movie that uh it's, I saw it, I guess, a little bit ago, but uh, it's the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary Nature Boy uh, about Ric Flair. Uh, I thought they did a real bad job with this one. Uh, it's all, like, I don't know, it's just like an extremely bland documentary for being about someone who is kind of a like crazy, colorful figure. Um, I didn't think that they could make you know, like, alcohol and cocaine abuse be so boring, but they managed to somehow in this one. Um, and I also don't like the way that it's set up where they're actually, like, sort of, like, showing the guy interviewing Ric Flair. Like, they're sort of showing the whole setup for the interview. So it, I don't know, in a weird way, like, becomes more about the crew, like, trying to get, like, the emotional moments <laughs> weirdly um and it was also like just kind of distracting to see every time they cut back just this like whole setup where you can like see the microphones pointing it at rick flair and the guy interviewing him and he's like sitting behind this wall of like monitors and stuff like that and i was just like this takes away from a lot of what's going on here so yeah i sounds I'm, very strange yeah i i <laughs> And and it it was like there are some good like you know I don't know like ups and downs to this guy's career and I also thought that there were like more interesting wrinkles within it um, like they actually do bring on uh, some hip hop personalities to talk about like Ric Flair's connection to the hip hop world because he like gets referenced a lot by. Uh, rappers and is like was like a huge influence on sort of the style that rap uh, 
sort of like cultivated back in its early days because it was like, oh yeah, we want to be like wearing, you know, like mink coats and like driving big cars and like, you know, that sort of like Ric Flair personality, the like, woo thing was <laughs> definitely something that inspired a lot of rappers. And I was like, that's a much more interesting wrinkle than all the other stuff about, you know, like, oh no, he was drunk again, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, that's great. I've heard that story a million times before. I want to hear how this guy influenced hip hop. So yeah, it, it was Twenty One Savage and Offset <laughs> new new album, <laughs> yeah, hit single Ric Flair drift man, <laughs> great. I'll herald that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I overall not a good documentary, but probably not gonna make my uh, worst of the year list. Not not bad enough to make my worst of the year, but. Just thought I'd mention it here. Yeah, I'm gonna I've, do the same thing because I've. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I've now watched three ESPN documentaries because they've made people's end of the year lists, uh, and with each one, I like their format a little bit less. <laughs> so I hope you don't make me watch anymore. Format's <laughs> <laughs> starting to wear on me too. I think. You've watched like a hundred of them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm in a in a similar vein. I don't know if this will come up for other people at the end of the year, but I've mostly only been watching new movies. So I'm gonna also denounce a movie that I did not like, but uh, not enough that it'll probably come up, and that is uh directed by our own <laughs> very own Ruben Ostland. Uh, this, I'm going to denounce The Square. Uh, I thought the oh, movie was no. very long. Uh, I was, when I went into it, I didn't know anything about it except for something about the idea of The Square. and I, So I thought that the movie was going to be about The Square and like how people mm. interact in it and stuff like and so i was like watching the movie and then about an hour and 20 minutes in i was like there's only an hour left of this movie i bet they're never gonna get to the square like <laughs> that's part of it and and i was right and also uh yeah i don't know why that movie was two hours and 20 minutes long i was pretty bored by it by like minute 25 30 i was like oh yeah did you know that rich people in the art world are hypocrites even though they're you know <laughs> even though Easy they're all <laughs> artsy and and liberal and profess no, these no. values they don't live don't up to them in their real life <laughs> well i don't want to spoil too much for you but there's a chance it might come up on the best and worst of podcast for me <laughs> nice fascinating uh, and then yeah i don't know um the, I felt like uh, the casting was sometimes interesting, but that most people were pretty, pretty underused. Elizabeth Moss is second build, and she has maybe ten minutes of screen time, and Dominic West has even less, and he's third build. <laughs> but that's probably a good decision in that case. Hey, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> Jigsaw himself. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
I could say more about it, but for me, it would just be he, more. He's uh, he'll always be the bad guy in John Carter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's got range. Look at all these different roles he can play. <laughs> he's an artist in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> A very serious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gorilla comes after him. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I happened accidentally into a Q&A with Ruben Ostland, um, and the guy running the Q&A was some guy from RogerEbert.com I hadn't heard of, and he was the worst. <laughs> and he asked Ruben Ostland if he had considered putting a Trump wig on the gorilla guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because he was rude or something. <laughs> This movie was probably know. mostly shot before the election anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, give me your job. Let me get up on this stage. <laughs> ask questions. Yeah. Yeah, you're bad at this. <laughs> Go back Pretty to rockweaver.com and your khakis. <laughs> Let's take a big bite of food there before it's your herald and denouncement. <laughs> I have to get these antioxidants. Um, uh, in the spirit of this episode, I'm going to denounce Thor Ragnarok. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, the, the primary competition to Justice League. Uh, I'm rooting for you, Justice League. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but um, I wish you well at the box office. Um, it's just another cut-and-paste Mad Lib Marvel movie. Um, <laughs> Taiki Waititi fellow, um, you know, his shtick is definitely a shtick, but, like, I find it funny in small bursts, and luckily that's all you get here, because he's basically allowed, like, ten minutes of improv spread out <laughs> across this two-hour and ten-minute movie, and the rest is, like, every other drab, awful, boring Marvel movie. So... The, the the ratio there just doesn't really line up to sell me on this excitement. I don't I don't completely get it. Um, there's like this kind of like weird, vague half-ass like refugee metaphor going on or something, which like I don't know. Their heart's in the right place, but like Marvel just seems so like mm, sinister and uh, soulless that it never feels anything but disingenuous. It's just like. Eh. I don't know who wrote this. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably a I don't dozen know. people. Yeah, yeah, probably like ten <laughs> people or so. Um, yeah, yeah, and the, the the quips are all predictable at this point. Uh, I don't like it. I'm tired of these movies, and I just have to resign myself to see them until the end of time, <laughs> despite knowing I'm going to hate every single one. It's going to be terrible. No, Black Panther's going to be good. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll be there. I'll see it too. <laughs> I'll put money in Ryan Coogler's pocket. Why not? Yeah, maybe Thanks. we can just keep hiring directors who I'm like, all right, I guess I don't mind if I give them my money. And <laughs> so something good's coming out of it. I don't know. Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Joe Swanberg. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, back which, in. <laughs> where is the Joe Swanberg Marvel movie? <laughs> Uh, uh, Joe Swanberg's Fantastic Four. Here we come. 
I'm 90 minutes of them sitting around in their apartment talking. <laughs> 20 minute <laughs> final battle sequence. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be rad. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we're at 4 for 4 today because I will also be denouncing a 2017 film that I didn't dislike enough to, <laughs> to make the worst of list. It's a movie called Tragedy Girls that uh, Patrick and I mm. saw yesterday. Um, it's what I would call a pitch movie, which is that like someone came up with an interesting pitch for a movie, and it's like, what if the final girls were serial killers? And that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's all they were able to come up with. <laughs> like, basically, the entire movie is like, um, there's a scene of them killing someone, and then they're like, uh, how do we get to the next scene of them killing someone? And it's like, let's have someone piss them off somehow for some reason, and then they kill them. <laughs> and, like, that's the entire plot that's like, uh, um, I already described, it's not quite as bad as something else, I already described something like this, but it's kind of like one of those um, exquisite corpse project scripts where it's just like <laughs> feels like someone got the last five pages and then they have to write the next five pages but they don't have the entire script in front of them um, <laughs> and like a lot of the time i i don't really know like who i'm rooting for in the movie like okay they're the two main characters but they're also murderers and like am i just supposed to be on their sociopathic side which like would be fine um but it doesn't really I don't really get there until like the end of the movie does it become clear that you are supposed to just be rooting for the killers. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know, hand wringing about that until the final act. Um, and then again, like the, I guess like the theme that like teenagers are sociopaths is one that I enjoy because they are. But, like, the fact that this movie adds, like, social media to the mix, I'm like, it's not social media that made teenagers sociopaths. It's being teenagers that oh, made yeah. them sociopaths. And you're just throwing social media under the bus. It's something mm -hmm. that a lot of movies have yeah, been doing this year. Yeah, social media didn't, didn't exist <laughs> yeah. when I was a teenager. And I was still a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a less good version of Death Note, thematically speaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a. It really wants to be detention or scream. And it, uh, uh. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> anyway. I'm excited for uh, that new uh, Joseph Cotton movie. By the way. Bodied. Bodied. I, I wonder when it will come out. I hadn't heard of a new Joseph Kahn movie. I assume he still yeah. makes movies. Yeah, it <laughs> debuted excited. at uh, Toronto, right? Yeah, Eminem's producing it. <laughs> About a rap battling team. <laughs> the, the, the Trump denouncer himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's my leader of the resistance. <laughs> Hashtag my president. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall Mathers. Yeah, nothing but respect for my rap battling president. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mitchell. Give us a plot description of Justice League. Oh, so yeah. So, uh, 
coming hot on the heels of uh, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman and uh, Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Uh, we finally see all the pieces adding up. Uh, Batman and Wonder Woman bring this team of metahumans together. They get the Flash, as played by Ezra Miller, and he's a bit of a dork, hasn't learned how to use his powers yet. And then uh, uh, then we got a old uh, cyborg who's in the mix for some reason, um, and uh, Aquaman, who's a tough guy in this movie, uh, <laughs> drinks a lot of whiskey, you better watch out. Um, so they have to come together to fight uh, Steppenwolf, who's some sort of herald of dark side. Uh, and he wants to uh, like destroy the world by like turning it into his world or something by getting these three uh, mother boxes together, <laughs> which are you know uh, sort of the MacGuffin of the movie, uh, <laughs> akin to the Marvel movies Infinity Stones, but they jammed it all into one movie instead of trying to like spread it out over twenty. Which you know what I appreciate. Um, so the Justice League has to get together and go fight this guy basically superman's still dead uh and you know they they debate over whether or not to bring that guy back to life and uh that that's kind of the entire movie right there well i definitely believe you earlier when you said it's your favorite movie of the year based off that plot description <laughs> yeah well as you said all right uh are you ready for my uh qu quotable bit for um, all the posters and newspapers and stuff. DVD uh -huh, covers. With, uh -huh. Yeah. With as many shots of Gal Gadot's ass as this movie has, they should call it the Just Ass League. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Uh, I'm in the that. middle on this movie. Like, it's... Um, I think maybe just like all of these movies have sort of beaten the spirit out of me because it's basically Avengers. Like, the final battle is just the Avengers battle again. <laughs> um, except for lower to the ground and with less civilians at risk. <laughs> um, Good thinking. And, but I, I hate Avengers, and this I was uh, indifferent <laughs> to, so either, like, I've just sort of lost the will to watch <laughs> in the intervening years or maybe there's something better about this um i will say that uh i thought that it would have been better to do a movie for all of the characters first before they did this movie because the introduction wonder woman scene i thought was like the best scene in the movie and i thought maybe the movie was going to be good after that it even reminded me of the like old Batman cartoons, which is probably my favorite DC <laughs> production. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, also, I really like Superman. Not necessarily in this movie, but apparently, I just I just like Superman, so I just keep wanting yeah, Superman to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I never thought I liked him. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, it's, you know, it's not as bad as, say, like, Age of Ultron, so I think it's, you know, it's in the middle. Um, there's not a lot here that 
differentiates it from anything from any other like superhero movie um like you said even joss whedon's part of this one too so like i guess that's what we're gonna get until the end of time because <laughs> avengers made a, a billion dollars or whatever like they're just gonna be like hey, can uh can joss whedon just come in and do some punch up on uh you know ant-man 4 or whatever you know like I, I guess that's what's gonna happen that's it's when that gonna... movie series really gonna hit its stride <laughs> I think so. you gotta get first like through the first grade and then uh, sweden's gonna be song. 70 and paul rudd's gonna be 65 <laughs> well worth it i assure you um yeah i don't know i i've i've heard a lot of people complaining that uh wonder woman is relegated in some ways in this one and i i don't know like i guess but i feel like it's also the same people who like could not believe how good wonder woman was and i'm like this sounds a lot like it's like some sort of hashtag resistance thing mm-hmm. where people are like no wonder woman should be doing everything now <laughs> i'm like okay well i don't know hey, i didn't really get that sense but you know watch whatever. the movie more closely it's a thematic point <laughs> 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 Basil. Uh, yeah I feel the same as everyone else I guess similarly in the middle uh, I uh, probably the most fun I had with the movie was trying to guess which parts Joss Whedon directed versus <laughs> Zack Snyder and it's pretty enjoyable especially the times when it was really obvious that it was either one of them I was like oh for, for sure this part is Snyder and then there are a lot of parts where I was like, oh, this all looks really boring. I bet Joss Whedon directed this part. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll get more into it as we talk. Mitchell? Mitchell. Uh, yeah, I'm the same as everyone. <laughs> this is a uh, classic three-star movie, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Ruben that I kind of wish they had actually done the individual movies for everyone uh, ahead of time because, I don't know, I certainly don't want to say that this movie could have been longer. Like, that's a, that's a be careful what you wish for scenario. But um, the movie spends so much of, like, the first hour just, like, introducing these characters and going through exposition that, like, once it finally starts to pick up, the movie's almost over. And I was like, oh, that was kind of a waste of time. You could have just given them their own movies. That was clunky. Um, yeah. But um, while I think, like, the CGI in action isn't, quite as good as it was in batman v superman it's still um a notch above like what's going on in the marvel movies i mean this is a bad scale to work it's stupid but um it's all fine it's a fine movie um and i kind of like the audacious like uh topicality of it uh we can talk about that later but there's some there's some dumb stuff going on in here that i found kind of amusing anyway (laughs) Yeah, particularly egregious is when we get introduced to Cyborg with um, his, uh, what's his name, Joe Morgan? Is that his Morton. name of the actor? Plays Joe Morgan. Morton, yeah. Plays his dad. And it's just like mm, eight minutes yeah. of straight dialogue. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, and then I died in an accident, and then you used the technology to bring me back, and now I have alien languages in my head, and now I don't know what I feel about these aliens. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was, that was pretty rough. <laughs> Didn't appreciate that. But yeah. nobody wants a cyborg movie, I guess. So. <laughs> Apparently, Dad's is a continuist thing that we just can't get rid of because that's how they introduced both a, a cyborg and the Flash. <laughs> like, that's let's right. have them have a conversation with their dad and have a problem with their dad. <laughs> they should just all go to, like, the therapist and then unload exposition in a realistic fashion. I I wonder, uh, I did like for The Flash that uh, they didn't, like, say for sure whether his dad, I'm sure his dad is innocent, but, like, they they go, like, he always said he was innocent, but then there's, like, no point where they prove it, or, like, his dad even talks about being innocent, so I was like, maybe Billy Crudup is a murderer. (laughs) Oh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I feel like, uh, sort of to jump back to what I was saying, is it was interesting, especially with the action sequences, because I feel like the very first one when uh, Batman like beats up that guy to attract the weird robot hornet thing, alien thing. I was like, oh, this definitely feels like it was like Joss Whedon, because like I can't tell what's going on. Like every time somebody gets hit, it's like the most egregious version of the thing where you cut away, where there's like one point where he like punches the guy and it's like his fist moving, and then you hear the punch sound, and the next shot is the guy like, like a second away from hitting the ground, and I was like, oh, you didn't show any part of the hit even. <laughs> <You were> just... <laughs> and. Uh... But then there were other action sequences like the one that uh, Ruben uh, mentioned with Wonder Woman that the bank heist thing was pretty cool. I especially like the shot of just like the briefcase as the bad mm-hmm. guy is walking in and you just like hear people screaming off screen. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I like this idea. <laughs> it's true. That was that was the that was the giveaway for me. I was like, Joss Whedon never would have thought to shoot a scene like this. Um, speaking of Joss Whedon's influence on this movie, I don't know if it's possible he could have been uh, ha- doing things this early enough in production to have caused this. But the Steppenwolf monster dude looks a lot like the com- the born out of the internet. Uh, computer demon (laughs) (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer and says the same thing about like wanting people to love him he's like one day you're going to love me and I was like why would he bring back that demon (laughs) it's like the demon that everyone makes fun of for being stupid (laughs) I'll show you (laughs) call him back to Buffy season one is that season one yeah it's like season one episode five (laughs) Wow. Really early. <laughs> Before even season one starts to get okay. Yeah. Maybe that's how uh, Whedon's been like salving his uh, wounds after his ex-wife called him out. Like He's just been going back watching old episodes of Buffy and being like, I am a good writer. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't wait for the Flash individual movie where he has to fight a teacher who's secretly a praying mantis. Flash is old art. Because he's definitely going to write the Flash movie, right? I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like all the dialogue was written by him, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost, He's almost funny certainly. Funny brunch joke. Let me tell you, brunch is great. <laughs> yeah. Flash yeah. is dumb. He needs to catch up. There's yeah, two that, meals uh... to brunch. Getting you <laughs> to eat lunch for breakfast and getting to drink alcohol at noon. Two very <laughs> apparent purposes for us. There you go. Get Flash your mimosas. What are you talking about? Get your mimosas. <laughs> That was exactly. definitely one of the most egregious parts in terms of like you're just doing the shawarma thing again. Like, what is shawarma? I don't get it. Too bad because I like that scene before that point, mm-hmm. like when he shows up, uh, and then he's like, "Why are you just talking to me like you're not a stranger sitting in my second favorite chair in this room?" In the dark. <laughs> and then, like, uh, how, like, um, Batman thought he was going to have to convince him. Like, he, you know, everyone else had to be convinced. He was like, uh, it's a big evil coming. He's like, oh, do I get to fight? Yep. <laughs> that sounds like fun. I'm in. <laughs> so that was cool. But I hate that actor. Mm-hmm. And he's Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah, and he's my least favorite performance in the, wow. in the whole movie. You don't like him in Trainwreck? I haven't seen that. I've seen um, wow. Wow. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, where he was truly, truly bad. Oh, oh I forgot and, about him in there. And uh, um, we need to talk about Kevin, where he has some okay moments, but also I don't like his performance. Mm-hmm. Wow. On the other side... Uh, Gal Gadot, who I did not like in Batman v Superman and thought was okay in Wonder Woman, I now have started to like slightly as Wonder Woman. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Come along. She started to embody the role a little <laughs> bit for me. Yeah. <laughs> this movie should have been in... mostly their themes because it's my favorite mm-hmm. part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the when the Wonder Woman theme, the Superman theme—they're all good. Just like Batman, cutting yeah. into each other constantly. <laughs> well, we yeah, I like the way that it. Oh yeah, they did briefly. Mm-hmm. But that Danny Elfman, he went digging through his file. <laughs> yeah. And found it. <laughs> Got something for he's through his through his like CD case. He's like. Looking yeah. through the pages, he's like, "Where did I put that Batman music?" Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's just got he's just got like CDRs that have it like written on there in sharpie. It's like Batman, Edward, Batman Edward Returns, <laughs> animated series. <laughs> Pull up the Spider-Man files. They're the best work you've done. Uh, what were you saying, Pedro? Oh, uh, I was just going to make a joke about the, then they cut it in with like the Hans Zimmer bass or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of the (laughs) Batman theme. (laughs) I thought you started to say something after I was talking about liking Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, I was just going to say that by Wonder Woman 2 you'll love her. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in 2019. (laughs) I mean, as long as they bring back Patty Jenkins, I... I definitely can see it. Yeah. What a distinctive yeah. director. <laughs> I, I I do think it's hilarious that they named the villain Steppenwolf. Like I I mean I know that that's 
a name from mythology that was taken by a band, but like I can't hear the name without thinking like Born to Be Wild, like. Right. Same. It, was was like... it was hard to watch <laughs> see i would have felt that way if he didn't look <laughs> like the internet demon and then talk about wanting people to the amazons to love him he's like soon you will love me <laughs> oh it was pretty bad character design i don't like him <laughs> i think he's a bad character yeah, I agree, but it almost seems like they put so little time and effort to him that it's like an unintentional critique in the villains in all of these movies. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I'm I mean, like, well, well, yeah, I was just saying, like, how big a gulf is there between him and uh, the design of Ares from the Wonder Woman movie? Like, almost exactly the same. Like, it's just a large I would dude go with, wearing um, a suit of armor. <laughs> the, the dude from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Uh, oh yeah, Lee Pace. Yeah, he also has like a big stick or axe or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that character. No, exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, what, what character are you even talking about? The like bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I, I literally don't even remember what that character was. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I think the second no. movie is a big failure, but at least like. Kurt Russell has like you know charm and energy on screen. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, yeah. By the very low bar set by Marvel, <laughs> he's like in the top three villains, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even number one. And I can't even think of anyone else that I like. Not Winter Free Soldier. Stolen Ant Man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. Jeez. I, I, I guess did... uh, Agent Smith is Red Skull. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure is, <laughs> or was. There's a lot of he sure was of him shaking his fists at the screen. <laughs> it's a good performance. Yeah, Thulis is. We needed more Thulis in this one. Say what you will about the Nolan Batman films, and I could say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Uh, Scarecrow, Bane, Catwoman, and Joker are, like, pretty interesting. <laughs> right. It's true. I remember all of that. It's true. Compared to, the, compared to these Marvel-y villains, yeah, they are. <laughs> they are actually distinctive. There's actors trying to do something with those roles. As you notice, just... I left off Liam Neeson's bad racial ghoul yeah. from that list. But... <laughs> What about Marion Cotillard's Talia? <laughs> There's a problem with the whole Al Ghul family, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the villains I like. And I know that uh, even though Basil disagreed with me, that I think the rest of the podcast was on board for Jesse Eisenberg's Cracked Out, uh, Lex Luthor, <laughs> Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah. What a fun performance. I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not 100% on board for it compared to his other work, but even Fassbender and... Uh, uh, oh, no. Michael oh, Shannon, sorry. Ron oh, Michael. Yeah. But, <laughs> One of those uh, Michaels. And, and yeah. Man Steel. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he really goes for it. He's very memorable, at least. Yeah. You're not going to forget that <laughs> Michael Shannon. It's true. I have not forgotten Michael Shannon's face since <laughs> I saw Man of Steel. 
his eyes were bulging. I always lot. remember him now. <laughs> See if I'm like, hey, there's Michael <laughs> Shannon. There he is. Speaking of um, Lex Luthor, I would say that uh, I would like the I like the general feeling that I get from this movie and Batman v Superman that apparently DC's uh, idea of a villain is a tech bro. Like they they don't have, <laughs> they don't like tech bros. And like when Batman suggests using like technology, like Wonder Woman like gives this speech about technology outstripping like moral growth and being like if you just have like technology without you know heart and soul and i was like this is on the nose but i agree (laughs) (laughs) all right cool (laughs) and i they are yeah i also thought it was like um like a interesting well i mean i don't know maybe it was just me but the thing that came to mind immediately was that she was also talking about nazis and i was like yep those are some people who are like science is great and fuck everything else we're just gonna be the ultimate rationalists <laughs> and pretty terrible so tech bros are the, are the real new nazis mm-hmm. i mean that's <laughs> not far off yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah i mean you know peter Thiel is leading that charge remember uh, when elon musk was on trump's cabinet or whatever not cabinet but advisors yeah yeah, yeah. i think he eventually him. quit but he still agreed to be on it in the first place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I I did like that uh, during the sort of like initial, you know, introduction of Superman in this movie, they have a fight scene at a memorial and Superman (laughs) just punches the memorial into dust. And it's like, (laughs) this is pretty funny, actually. (laughs) Like that, that really got, I was like, all right, here we go. Something interesting. <laughs> also, yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just that that mo- not the part that he punched, but that memorial is for all the people who died in the fight with him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is cool. Superman so destroyed his own memorial. Twist. Yeah, I didn't feel as strongly as other people did about this in Man of Steel, but a lot of people were like, "That's not like Superman." You know, he's just letting this putting all these people in danger all these people are dying and no one cares and then like people are kind of upset about that and then dawn of justice went the other way like responded to it by showing it from batman's perspective and being like that's why he hates superman at the beginning (laughs) of that movie is because you know he was letting all these people die and not caring and then they went back (laughs) back to man of steel in this one and we were like fuck those people Although Superman himself goes really far in the opposite direction where he's like, oh, this thing's happening that could destroy the world, but I'm not going to help you yet because i got to go save these like very small amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that felt like similar to uh, Avengers Age of Ultron where this whole thing's going to fall on the planet and destroy it all. But like Joss Whedon went out of his way after criticism of the first one to be like, here they are helping some civilians real quick. <laughs> He's very sensitive about it now. He's a sensitive guy. Sensitive I and hope... petty. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he takes some of his other cri- criticism to heart as well. And... <laughs> yeah. Maybe just listen ideas, man, and let's women write his scripts. (laughs) Uh, 
but don't get too close to those women. Yeah, you creep. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, pitch it behind like a plastic yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> dictating. Or, <laughs> yeah. or that Nathan for you episode. Yeah. <laughs> Asexual computer service. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of the business ideas he comes up with is that, that people don't want to take their computers in to get repaired because they're worried uh, creeps will look at their nude photos and stuff. So he gets the computer repair guy to hire people who identify as asexual <laughs> and pass the test that proves they're not interested in sex. And then they'll repair the computers while he like ex- tells them how to repair them from... Uh, like a an enclosed like area of the office that's sealed <laughs> off from the good idea. <laughs> oh god. Very good episode. <laughs> good apps. Very good season. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Superman though. Yeah, do you bleed? I like that yeah. part. Oh, that was great. I laughed out loud at that moment. Nobody else in the theater seemed to care much, but I thought it was very funny. Um, I feel like this iteration of the DC movies has had a, a great, uh, done a great job of uh, conceptualizing Superman's powers and making them look really cool and real. I feel like the CGI was like the chintziest overall in this movie. Um, compared mm-hmm. to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, but nevertheless, I thought that fight scene at the memorial looked really good, and Superman keeps looking real cool, and I've grown to enjoy Henry Cavill in the role. Uh, so I was excited to see him come back to life. I was like, get out of here, Wonder Woman. You want <laughs> Superman back. <laughs> I've always liked him in the role. Good job. Yeah, you were you were right. You were ahead of the curve here. <laughs> I was a doubter for too long. I see the light. All right, all right. It's fitting for this continued Christ metaphor they're doing with him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, too. <laughs> I like how Superman is both, like, a David Bowie figure and a Jesus figure in this movie. Yeah. Also... Yeah, that newspaper shot during the opening was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the aliens are dying, our alien heroes. That reminds me is that um, people, you know, like their complaint about this series of DC movies is that they're like dour and joyless um and uh there's that part at the beginning where the cops are arresting the white supremacist for hassling the Muslim shop owner and I was like that's not a world that's dour and joyless it's a world I want to live in (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's unrealistic yeah Yeah. that too but that's what I'm saying it's super hopeful yeah yeah (laughs) To yeah. believe in a police force that actually protects the marginalized. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I like that this movie actually has themes, too. Mm-hmm. And it's continuing on the themes from Batman v Superman. It's really nice. Um, I don't know. I like how Superman was just like a symbol of purity. couldn't exist in this world. And he dies. Mm-hmm. You need to come back, and then the themes get a little muddled after that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty good for a while. Um, 
I don't know why Batman turns around so quickly, but that's nice too. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, going back to the dour, joyless uh, complaint, but in a different direction. I don't really. I don't know. I think people just they well they like the Marvel movies. That might be explanation enough. They really just like literally want to see a very literal translation of these characters like placed on screen in front of them in live action, and like that's enough. And it's like. I don't know, not to get too Armand Whitey about it, but like they really strip down the characters to like what they're emblematic of in the culture and like in modern mythology and present them as such. I don't care if Batman's killing people. Good. <laughs> Batman would probably kill people. He's a made up character. You can do whatever you want with him. He doesn't exist. He can kill people all he wants. <laughs> yeah. I think it's representative of uh, what Batman's all about. It's fine. It's great. I remember Batman. when I first saw the trailer for, Bet- uh, for Dawn of Justice that, you know, he's driving the Batmobile and just like shooting guns into the air yeah. and like having like it's a funny. moment of like cognitive dissonance at first because I was like, Batman doesn't use guns and then I was like, that's a stupid feeling to have <laughs> also Batman's like 50 years old at this point, he would definitely use a lot of guns oh yeah <laughs> he's too old he <laughs> yeah, taking some shortcuts <laughs> and also, you know, I mean, it makes sense as a progression of his character, you know to show, like maybe at a young point He's idealistic, but the older he gets, the more fascist he becomes. So <laughs> at the end, he's just like, well, I got to punish criminals. And, you know, the other way wasn't working. There was still crime. So I guess I got to up there. <laughs> <laughs> There's still crime. <laughs> I guess we'll learn more in Matt Reeves, a Batman. Yeah. I might not learn more. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been more excited if Ben Affleck was directing it. Mm-hmm. Can't say I'm You're very. Can't say I'm, I'm really sad very excited to about jump off the franchise. Matt Reeves' filmography this year. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm starting to think that Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was a fluke. I guess we should all watch Let Me In and find out. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> Although I would say that um, I am generally on board with the acting in this movie. Um, this I now realize, having seen him do it a second time, I really do not like Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I don't feel like he has the right energy at all. <laughs> I like it. It's tough Alfred. <laughs> it's not like a bad performance. I'm not like taken out of the performance or like don't believe it, but I'm just like, that's not Alfred. <laughs> That's just some guy. <laughs> I'm having like imposter syndrome for a fictional character. <laughs> he's he's not grandfatherly in any way. No, he's badass. <laughs> yeah, just a rude old man. I, yeah, I think part of the problem is that like twice during this, uh, I was about to say episode because that's what they all are now is the TV on the big screen. Um, <laughs> Uh, is uh, he just like he wants people to fuck and I'm like oh he's just his bro Alfred is just <laughs> yeah. his bro and I'm like no Alfred is supposed to be Batman's conscience <laughs> and like sort of a dirty grandpa figure in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like why isn't anyone having yes. sex All in right. the Batcave perfect now we know who should be the new Batman it should be Zac Efron and De Niro should be Alfred <laughs> 
<laughs> she's just like every time That's she's fighting idea. you should just be like oh man i wish we were fucking now instead of fighting <laughs> crime <laughs> what are you pussy <laughs> go get him batman that's my De Niro impression. <laughs> Funny going back, well, this is very off topic, but going back and watching Taxi Driver and seeing him give like a real performance, I was like, oh, it's weird that he used to be good. <laughs> I mean, it's the same with Pacino in uh, The Godfather. He's really good in The Godfather. And. Pacino's makes really a little and... more sense to me, though, which is, like, mm-hmm. he does, like, mostly nuanced, interesting things, and then a couple big things, and then people are like, we really like the big things, and, mm-hmm. and it worked when it was just, like, mm-hmm. sprinkled in there, you know, when, like, over the course of a two-hour movie, he screams Attica once, um, right. <laughs> but then he made, he just started making movies where all he does is scream, <laughs> yeah. so that's, like, the problem with well, him, whereas with, like, De Niro, it's just, like, he just stopped acting. <laughs> yeah, I stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Academy gave Al Pacino uh, an Academy Award for Scent of a Woman. And, yeah. and didn't, for any, and didn't give it to Denzel Washington for Malcolm X the same year. <laughs> right, right. And and it well, it didn't give it was a challenging Pacino physical a... performance. You had to pretend to be blind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as pointed out in Jack and Jill it's his only Oscar (laughs) right because Jill breaks it nice (laughs) that's pretty funny (laughs) it's actually my only one (laughs) maybe he should try again he could get another one it's true. Now that Adam Sandler and Drag smashed it, <laughs> he needs to re up. Yeah, he should have won for The Godfather. He's much better than Brando in it. But Did Brando I mean, he should have won for Dark Day Afternoon. Brando beat him. That's <laughs> it. At least that's that my feelings. It's just like one of my top 10 lead male performances of all time. Wow. <laughs> I should watch that. Um. Another theme that is just to said out loud, but I agree with and I like, so I'm glad that they talk about it since I feel like people don't talk about it that much, is the scene that I mentioned uh, pre-podcast, which where Wonder Woman says that, you know, the reason why she's been out of the world is that, you know, doing like sporadic crime fighting is easy, but being a leader means making decisions that, you know, can get people hurt and that that's... Uh, tough burden for anyone to bear and I was like yeah I know what I know what you're saying there <laughs> it's hard it's yeah. hard to be part of the world <laughs> I uh yeah I, I was really actually upset because I really liked that moment but then <laughs> they like undercut it like immediately with like Batman joking about like oh well if you do this for me then uh, you can spend all the time in the shadows you want. You can even wear my bat outfit. I won't sue you. And I was like, <laughs> why are you ruining this moment? <laughs> yeah, there's that. that and then also there's the fact that when she takes the reins 
to be the leader. Her decision is to not let Batman die. <laughs> and it's like, that's kind of the opposite of what you were saying before. It's like, now that I'm the leader, I could save everyone. And it's like, <laughs> right. it's like no. That would have been good. <laughs> Leaders no. make ben tough Affleck decisions. could have gotten the death he wanted, so he could have ditched the franchise, <laughs> and it would have made sense thematically and been a big, oh, that would have been really good. Yeah, and yeah, I Batman stepping out of the way because he realizes his one man uh, murdering criminals that isn't isn't working. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Oh man, I think Ben Affleck's a lot of fun in this though. Yeah, what a great he's... Batman! <laughs> I mean, and I love the more I find out about too. him so as like... a person, the less I like him. Um, well, he's complicit, but, but <laughs> his garbage brother. Garbage uh, and it's not just um, his garbage brother. And, and, I mean, there's stuff of him like being pretty awful, like oh yeah, uh, groping a TRL. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, throw Ben Affleck in the trash, but he's a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, no. it's that's the I don't know. I I've another time. I mean, the movie itself is true of this as well, but people just like didn't want to like Ben Affleck as Batman, and they didn't want to like Justice League, and so they don't. But None of their, well, not none, but many of their complaints don't make any sense. Ben Affleck right. is, yeah. uh, Batman is good. <laughs> He's mm. good at this yeah. role, in part because he has kind of a yeah. creepy vibe. That's always sort of, totally. maybe that's why people don't like him. It's because they want to, want yeah. Batman to not be creepy, but he is creepy. He's a like, super creepy dude. Is. Why do they like <laughs> Michael Keaton so much? Michael yeah. Keaton's very boring as Batman like an inoffensive performance i guess but it's a very nothing performance who cares i don't oh, know yeah. this ben Everyone affleck goes. has a big chest he's like it's <laughs> funny yeah it looks like a cartoon and a little bit of a paunch like a little bit of a yeah. punchy belly yeah it's, fun. it's great <laughs> uh, but yeah i was gonna say like i rewatched uh batman recently because we were playing it at my work and yeah uh i mean michael keaton is a fine actor sometimes, but in that he's just like a a weird like smug guy, and I'm like, this isn't yeah. this isn't that interesting. It's not like a cool conception of uh, Bruce Wayne, like Bruce Wayne as like every '80s comedy character. <laughs> <laughs> well, nerds do love smug guys. I guess that's uh, true. I every superhero is a smug guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. To me, you know, Batman has, like, the emotional maturity of a 10-year-old because mm. his parents died and he didn't process it. So he just stuck right. at that age. <laughs> Gotta get back at people. I do, yeah. I was I was a little bit sad that the sort of more, uh, like, nuanced complications of his character in Batman v Superman kind of went away. Like, they're sort of hinted at, but there's no, uh, for the most part, like, of the same, like, Batman is a gross guy. Like, he, that was one of my favorite parts, was just, like, how, like, weird and gross and upsetting he was. And although they kept the look, I like that, that, like, I don't know if it's just Ben Affleck, like, not being able to ever be fully clean-shaven, but, like, <laughs> Bruce Wayne with, uh, I mean, Batman with, like, you know, stubble makes him look extra creepy. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah, they toned him down. They made him like quippier, mm -hmm. a little lighter. I don't know. That wasn't the best move. But... Less intense. Yeah. 
wonder if that was weed in a gun. <laughs> I bet it was. Weed! <laughs> He's the real villain of this project. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forget stepping the wall. <laughs> he and Zack Snyder certainly do not have uh, sensibilities that would seem to mesh on paper. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, they're Definitely. not complimentary. Yeah. In practice, yeah. <laughs> sure yeah. enough. And it Oil seems and to water. have been the case, yeah, in practice as well. Though, again, like, this is a weird circumstance because, you know, basically, Snyder had to leave and they just handed off the reins to him. Mm-hmm. So. Just giving it to Patty Jenkins. You can deliver Zack Snyder's vision <laughs> very fully, <laughs> confidently. Oh, no, I keep giving stuff to Doss. Yep. Well, that's it's true. got a Batgirl movie coming out. Yikes. <laughs> That'll be fun. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Did we'll they see. Ca- um, Did they cast Batgirl yet? No. He said he's going to go for an unknown, though, when he does. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope two faces in that. <laughs> that's my only prediction. <laughs> Get back day. Billy D. Williams for the role he Ooh. never got to play. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wish fulfillment. <laughs> but. Or they could have um, Donald Glover play him since he's playing a young Lando wow. in the Han Solo movie. That would be smart. <laughs> that would be so weird. That'd be very <laughs> If he just plays all of Billy D. Williams' roles, he could start doing advertisements for a Colt 45, too. Colt 45. <laughs> yeah. <And> Action Jackson. <laughs> wow. I would buy a lot of Cult 45 if Town Blubber was selling it. <laughs> Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, oh, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, like, in general, sort of what Mitchell hinted at early, earlier on, like, in a way... I didn't really want this movie to be three hours, but when it was first announced that it was, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's <laughs> really going for it. And then they cut, now it's only like an hour and 50 minutes. And yeah, since there are so many like characters they have to introduce, like even the Superman thing, I was like, this doesn't really work. Cause like he goes away and then they start fighting Steppenwolf. And I was like, okay, so it's just going to be like a soup sex machina. It's just going to be like, he's going to show up and save the day. And I was like, okay, just waiting for the moment where, you know. But then once he joins the fight, I was like, oh, this fight's cool. He's really punching the shit out of stuff. Yeah. It's sad when dumb axe. Yeah. I like Superman thematically, but I think one of the things I like about seeing him on film is that he punches. Is that like, that's his fighting style is punching. <laughs> Yeah. Just fly really fast and <laughs> sock people in the face. He did stop wearing the suit. It was pretty cool when he just didn't have a shirt on. It was just in pants and <laughs> punching all of that. It was a real good luck for him. I didn't notice. <laughs> so apparently everyone else iPhone. in the world did. But, um, uh, you know, the, he wouldn't shave his mustache for the movie. So they CGI'd <laughs> Queen-shaven face really? over his face. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Which is really oh, hilarious to me, and also very funny that they realized accurately that Superman cannot have a mustache. <laughs> I mean, we talked about Batman with the with stubble, but Superman with a mustache is just 
Seventies porn star Superman. <laughs> Did anyone order a pizza? <laughs> That's what they should have had him have, like in that uh, weird speculative uh, thing where it's like, what if Superman landed in the USSR instead of America or whatever? Red Dawn. Yeah. Uh, red Earth. Red. No, he red said Dawn. Red Sun. Red, red Sun. sun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then you know, with like a big Stalin mustache, that'd be cool. <laughs> I noticed in our discussion that we have not discussed one of the members of the Justice League almost at all. I think he came up with the plot description and hasn't come up since then. Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, poor poor Momoa. Wow. Yeah. He's a bad guy too. Yeah. There's, there's three dubious actors on this Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask you Waiting the third for, list, uh, but then I remember. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for the other shoe to drop on Ezra Miller. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, complicit people. I, uh, <laughs> I assumed you were talking about Calcutta. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm saving waiting. I'm waiting for news to come out on Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> I already yeah. mentioned this in the past, but I'm not on board with the Gal Gadot is problematic train. <laughs> <laughs> but not. <laughs> um, yeah, Aquaman is here. <laughs> yep. I'm excited for I feel the like Aquaman they really movie. wanted. To- Aquaman to be cool. (laughs) They decided that the way to make Aquaman not a punchline was to give him an Eddie Hardy (laughs) t-shirt. And I'm like, does Aquaman even lift, bro? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just the broiest bro. Yeah, I'm gonna drink whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like in love with her either but the part where he goes to atlantis and he meets amber heard and i was like can it be her she's like you need to go help that's what your mother would have done i'm like can it be you amber heard you're like (laughs) acting him off the screen right now she's just in that one scene (laughs) yeah hollywood does love their game of thrones actors so they were like we gotta have a game of thrones actor in there somewhere See, I don't watch the yeah, show, so I don't, I don't even know who Game yeah. of Thrones actors yeah. are, except for, um... Yeah. I, God, what's his name? I can spot him. Spot him anywhere. Sean Bean. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, Peter Dinklage is who you mean. Peter, Peter Dinklage is the, is the only one who I think of. Yeah, Jason Momoa is just doing that thing that they, like all of them do now where like they don't really feel like giving them an actual character so they're just like very incredulous all the time and like <laughs> that's the character it's like all right this guy doesn't even have powers <laughs> <laughs> and like that's basically all of his lines some variation of that like, uh, dressed like a bad eh? i dig it you're out of your mind man <laughs> Dig it. What is he? He's just like he's some sort of like motorcycle bro from the seventies. So god dig it. <laughs> Go ride with the Hell's Angels. <laughs> if he was riding like a an underwater motorcycle, that'd be pretty great. Though. <laughs> <laughs> 
underwater. Oh my god. He's riding one of those That's a cool one idea. of those dirt bikes that has the skis on it from Triple X. What a great character. I'm excited for James Wan's take. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it feels very strange. I mean, like, it is it is sort of weird that it feels like all the characters that weren't previously established, like Joss Whedon, created their personalities. <laughs> like, because they talk very differently than, like, everyone yeah. else in the movie. Like, Cyborg's the exposition robot and yeah. Flash and Aquaman. <laughs> Cyborg isn't a Joss Whedon type, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. about him because he's so forgettable. Well, everybody did. It was bad. Yeah, my my favorite thing about him was just that his dad was the guy from Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah I made that joke. Good old Joe. Yeah. 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 But, but that was my favorite thing about that. I was just like, ah, that guy's cool in Terminator Two. And speed. Yeah. Nope. Oh, that's right. And brother from another planet. I haven't seen that oh, one. Yeah, I still never seen right. that one. <laughs> Good old John Sales. But uh Oh yeah. Forgot what I was gonna say now. But Cyborg. I hear Cyborg won't even get his own movie. Yeah. I hear they're gonna jam him into the Flash movie if they make it. He's a he's a Hulk figure of this team. Yeah, although for different reasons I'm sure because True. I'm sure there's no Hulk movie because Mark Ruffalo won't do one. (laughs) (laughs) He's barely in any of the Marvel movies that he's in. They should just recast him for the fourth time. Yeah, Yeah, another time. Although, I will say... Just make him Hulk all the time now and just be a big guy thing. So (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're Hulk forever. (laughs) I will say, though... One of the funniest Hulk jokes uh, it was in Ragnarok, where he like he's like trying to join the final battle, and he jumps out of the ship, and then he just like falls onto the bridge, and just the way that his body hits the bridge <laughs> looks so funny. Like just this, like, he like just like ragdolls onto the bridge, and you're just like, oh no! But it's the kick-ass joke again. They're yeah. stealing jokes. Wait, what? Wait, which kick-ass joke is that? The oh, movie opens. opens the movie. Yeah. Oh, does it? I oh. think the guy's going to fly, but he just crashes into a car. Oh, I don't remember that. This, uh, yeah, it wow. seems like That's the, for the best. it seems like these movies are recycling jokes a lot now. Um, oh yeah, there are definitely All some movies. in this one where I, where I was just like, <laughs> well, no, no, I just like specifically like the superhero movies are recycling the superhero jokes. And, like, this one in particular, like, seems to recycle some jokes, too, where I was like, hey, wait a minute, that, you know, the, all of Flash's stuff is basically just the Quicksilver joke from the X-Men movies, like, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's the same, so I, like the, I like the way that the Flash, uh, superpower looks a lot better than the Quicksilver superpower, which mm-hmm. I thought That's was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the... The, like, static electricity around his body yeah. is a cool look. I really like the costume design. <laughs> that was another thing. Not to keep doing this, but, like, I don't know, these Marvel movies. <laughs> um, yeah. 
their their costumes are getting chintzier and chintzier though i think like they're realizing they can cut corners on cgi and costumes because like people don't pay that close of attention to that and like you can tell they're like just getting worse and worse and uh, all the costumes in this by and large were actually very nice and had good texture to them and looked like somebody spent some time making them I like how they're all different. All the Marvel costumes almost look exactly the same, which doesn't actually make any sense. But I like how they're all, like, you know, radically different from one another and obviously all costumes designed by different people. It's a nice touch. Little things. Mm-hmm. Nice. Flash's costume has great texture to it. I love that costume. Yeah, got the weird metal things. Yeah. Like plates. Yeah, and... it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It's something about Gal Gadot, but, which I guess is pronounced Gadot. To dote. Oh, no. Like Gadot, to, to no. dote on someone. <laughs> mm, nice. Mm. Uh, no. Oh, but yeah, I think that Wonder Woman was definitely the start of like, I mean, this has come up on the podcast already. Ruben mentioned it, but I agree that uh, the start of like the... Uh, embracing the Marvel quippiness and then this movie really, really took it over the edge in terms of mm-hmm. characters existing just for... Except for I, I like Chris Pine as an actor and I don't like Ezra mm-hmm. Miller. <laughs> That's fair, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Young Sung Chris Pine. Yeah, better. <coughs> but I like this movie better than that one. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I hope they don't go down that path because right now these movies aren't particularly great, but they at least differentiate themselves well and have mm. interesting pieces, even though they can't quite build a, a cogent whole. But um, you know, they're they're fun. They have like a little something on the brain, and they're kind of slickly designed. Yeah. All the yeah, it's yeah. it was kind of a bummer that all the thematic stuff sort of disappears though, because it's yeah. just like, oh, there's not even like a metaphor for Steppenwolf. It's just like a guy who wants to kill stuff. Like, <laughs> like they can't even, you know, like in the previous ones, they've come up with like you know metaphorical or at least like some kind of like thematic thing that ties them together to make sense as like a counterpoint to themselves or whatever like but then uh in this one it's just like the big evil <laughs> wants to kill everything big bad even mm-hmm. and like the yeah even like the the like you will love me whatever <laughs> throw away thing like i'm like okay is that his personality though he's like <laughs> He's, like, really insecure, and that's why he goes around, like, transforming all these planets. He's like, I need validation. More validation. He's actually a pickup artist. He's a, he's a yeah. red pillar. Oh, God. His horns were his version of peacock. <laughs> right. he's just He shows up the Amazons, and he's like, feminism is a cancer. <laughs> Revere the housewife. <laughs> oh, um, oh, the scene. I think we. Oh, could... oh no. Okay. Oh, I have a stupid comment. You should go. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say the scene when 
they're trying to keep the um, the box away from him. I like the way that that was executed. It was pretty fun. The, the one in the sewer. Moving through. Uh, no, no, no. The the Amazon one oh. where they're they take the box and then the like jumping arrow shot thing. It's pretty cool. That one's cool. <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of costuming, I saw like a comparison tweet where it was like the costumes of the Amazons and Wonder Woman and the costume of the Amazons and this. And like it definitely looked like way more like armor and like less revealing in the Wonder Woman movie in the comparison. But then when I saw it in the movie, I didn't notice the difference as much. Maybe it's mm. everyone's like moving. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it did seem like a the relevant shots, point though. to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. the yeah. butt shots that I mentioned at the beginning, at the top of the podcast, very egregious. <laughs> yeah, there were a few times where I was like, "It it looks like her shirt is short." I mean, her skirt is much shorter in this because there was a part where she was just walking, and I saw like part of her ass cheek, and I was like, "I'm a hundred percent sure that never happened in Wonder Woman." <laughs> Gaze. Yeah. <laughs> a little creepy. So everyone has like very well defined butts in the movie. I think yes. in that particular scene, like it's like the camera's at yes. waist level and you see everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You actually see a real one, yeah. I think. She is, she gets like ten shots, but like almost yeah. everybody gets one or two. So like yeah. he tries like, to be egalitarian a little bit. Metal like you get some <laughs> yeah. some pretty tight Momoa CGI ass when he's yeah. uh flipping underwater. He <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Zack Snyder, a big fan of the butts. Well, I mean, I'm he's, uh, I'm on board. Touch with the times. I'm there for it. Yeah, and uh and the Superman thing, when they wake him up, his pants are real low slung. It's like that D'Angelo video. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ready to wrap on the league? (laughs) Uh, Well, did everybody stay for the post-credit scenes? Yeah, oh, there were ones. Yeah, there were two of them. <laughs> yeah, no. what were they? Since I did not. Well, well, well Superman and the Flash um, had a race. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first one. That one, kind of lame. There's just like another brunch joke. They bring that yeah. back up, and they don't actually let you see and, the race. And East West joke. Yeah, it's a rock. It's a Rocky oh, yes. three, Rocky four style. Oh, <laughs> indeed. Good call. Yeah. 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 With ends <laughs> the freeze frame wash. with them punching each other. <laughs> Yeah, and I think there was a Superman the animated series episode that had the exact same plot point, mm-hmm. and they're going to race, and it gets interrupted by the weather wizard, and then at the end they restage the race, but then they do the same thing where right as they take off they freeze frame the episode. You know, just, yeah. Never get an answer. No, I think it's no, they I, don't I be- well. I believe it's canon that Flash is actually faster. You've got to be, or else what's the use? You already have one guy who's just as fast. (laughs) Throw him out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that they hinted that. Oh. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. I was I was just gonna say that the movie actually does sort of hint at that that the like in the part when they're fighting Superman, like f- I I like that actually. Like I was like, oh, this is a cool way to show that Flash is like faster, but only barely. Where like every time he dodges one of his attacks, it's like just barely, <laughs> and he's like falling on the ground and stuff like that, or just like falling back. And I was like, oh yeah, Flash is faster, but only a little bit. <laughs> I've always assumed, based on almost no comic reading, that Flash is faster, but that Superman has more endurance, so if they had to, like, race around the world multiple times, eventually Superman would pass him. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I like that. Because <laughs> the Flash sucks. has to be eating. He needs all those extra calories. Well, that's what he says in this movie, but I just, you know, think of him as very wiry and thin and not having, like, just being able to go forever. Superman Flash is just, you know. He's the, he's the sprinter <laughs> Superman is the yeah. distance runner. All right, I like this analogy. Yeah. <laughs> We're really oh, getting boy. to the bottom. This should just become a Justice right. League podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fanboy analysis coming up. <laughs> Start it if you won. Or I, <laughs> I never have, but now I kind of want to see the original Superman movies, now that I realized it. I like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I recall them being boring, but that might have just been me being a child and being bored by anything made pre-1990. So, who knows? I should revisit as well. Makes time go backwards. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. He can shoot a a saran wrap ass out of his chest. Yeah, for most of my adult life, I thought that that part was in the second one, because the second one is much campier and sillier overall so i was like yeah oh well the part where he makes the earth reverse on its axis to make time go backwards that's got to be in the second one but nope it's in the first one which is very strange Uh, oh yeah the second the second post-cred scene Mm -hmm. before we close it out um joe mangello as deathstroke goes to visit lex luther Wow. Lex Luthor, he's escaped from jail and replaced himself with another bald person who looks nothing like him otherwise. <laughs> I don't know how that worked. Um, <laughs> and seems maybe insane, too. He just laughs a lot. It's very weird. I don't know what's going on there. But um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor suggests that uh, they form a league of their own. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we're setting up uh, an injustice league, perhaps, with Deathstroke mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. Uh, Someone in our uh, theater was super excited for Deathstroke. I didn't even know who that was. Yeah, but there were like someone behind us was like, "Oh, <laughs> like as soon as he was <laughs> the hood," and I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> Here's hoping Solomon Grundy shows up in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the guy next to me in the theater went out and told the usher about the Deathstroke thing, <laughs> and he said, nice. as soon as I saw those swords, I knew it was Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> alright. <laughs> um, uh, but I love the idea cool. of an Injustice League, very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. The Justice League is always most interesting when they're fighting an Injustice League <laughs> and not a big space demon thing. <laughs> so I don't know. 
But also the Steppenwolf thing is also supposed to set up Darkseid coming so that they can have their own knockoff Thanos. Yeah, mm-hmm. The Legion so of I don't Doom, know. isn't that what they were called? Isn't that what the bad guys yeah. were called? There's also an Injustice League. Injustice League? Okay, I just, I'm remembering Super Friends now, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for this. Again. Toy Man. Uh, well, some other people. I guess it'll, if, if they keep doing these, it's gonna have to be like, uh, because of international receipts, because mm. Justice League, in spite of being, you know, ostensibly the Avengers, is uh, so far performing even worse than Wonder Woman, and definitely won't make even nearly as much money as Thor Ragnarok. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, doing pretty well in China though, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, if they keep, I'm just saying, like, in general, other than Wonder Woman, these movies have been disappointments relative to their box office expectations so far and and also that they just keep getting drummed critically like i don't know it, it doesn't bode well for their i feel like um similarly to like uh whatever like um amazing spider-man 2 or like green lantern or whatever like the um superhero thing like the fans will like go and go and go but then once you like get them with one that actually makes them really mad they'll still go to that one even if they hear it sucks but then they'll stop coming eventually for the <laughs> for the ones after that i feel like so yeah like amazing spider-man 2 did made like a, a pretty large amount of money but i think sony knew the writing was on the wall since everyone hated it so much they're like all right we'll just sell this property that'll be a lot more lucrative <laughs> you can have at marvel if box apparently is thrown in the towel they're just selling x-men to marvel now mm-hmm. and fantastic for yeah despite that great josh train <laughs> a lot of people are like yay we're finally gonna have a good fantastic four movie and my response is no. yay more giant monopolies <laughs> <laughs> vertical integration <laughs> all right that's crazy considering oh sorry i was just gonna say that it's crazy considering like logan and deadpool well i guess they're gonna keep deadpool but that's weird how how do they do that (laughs) what a time to be alive (laughs) deadpool (laughs) sorry okay we're ready to wrap it up yeah sorry (laughs) all right good justice league discussion everybody I hope you enjoyed it, and yeah. if so, definitely join us next week for the Meyerowitz stories. Oh, Something wow. there's a subtitle, but I forget what it is. It's like new and new old, and new and collected. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. New and selected. Um, and a new guest host you've never heard before. Ooh, tease. Uh, what? <laughs> new international guest host. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, I can't compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell's spidey sense is tingling. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. If you are enjoying our work, please subscribe using your podcast listening application. Give us a five-star rating review on iTunes. And you can always check out all of our other work on loosecannons.net. 
you can find the rest of our podcasts as well as writings and videos. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. 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 He was born to be wild. <laughs>